Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Gary Smith with Gary L. Smith, LLC. He's a coach, consultant, author. He's kind of been there, done that, and I'm excited to learn what he's up to. Welcome, Gary. Hey, Lee. Good to be with you today. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about your practice. How are you serving folks? Uh, I've been in business now. I've actually been in the business world for just a little over 45 years, uh, and 22 of those years have been on my own. Uh, I started out as a business consultant and then moved into uh, more personal areas of uh, both business and personal coaching. Uh, I've written several books, and I also do some professional speaking. But the, the real goal, I guess I would say, is right now with the release of my latest book called Purpose Driven Achievement, I'm really on a mission to help people find their true purpose in life. And then once they've gotten a grasp on that, to sort of give them the tools that they need in order to be able to execute and and begin living the life that they've always dreamed of. So now how did you kind of get to the point where uh, purpose became the focal point uh, where you are now? Was it always that way or is it something that's kind of evolved over time as you've kind of explored the business world? It it really has been an evolutionary uh, thing for me, Lee. Um, When I initially started, uh, the the sort of the transition I went through was I was originally working as a business consultant, uh, primarily with manufacturing companies because that's my background. And then I began to realize that a lot of times when I was going into companies, the, the problems I was solving were really not technical or logistics problems. They were people problems where they had you know, either the wrong people on the bus or they had the right people on the bus, but they had them in the wrong seats and that sort of stuff. And as I began to probe, I was talking to people and saying, well, gee, what is it that you really want to accomplish with your life? I mean, you're here working for this organization, or in some cases, they were working on their own. You've got your own, your own thing going here, but what is it that you really want to achieve? And perhaps more importantly, why? What's really driving you? Why do you want to do this? And when I started digging down to those levels, I began to realize that most people don't have a real good answer to those questions. You sort of get the deer in the headlights or the stuff that they come up with is, you know, you're sort of sitting there saying, well, let's dig a little bit deeper there because you're, you know, you're, you're way on the surface here. We really need to dig deep and figure out why are you here? Why are you on this planet? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And I began to realize that the more I could get people to uncover those things, um, the more the more they were able to move forward and create some things in life that were not only positive for them, but meaningful within their sphere of influence. And so that really became a few years ago, uh, became my focus of saying, okay, how do I get the message out there? How do I get people to see the things that they really need to see in life? Now, do you find that that's a function of just kind of getting older and wiser in terms of, you know, your career has progressed to a certain point and uh, now you're not maybe thinking about uh, some of the tactical things you were doing as a younger person would. And now you're thinking of kind of a legacy and the big picture 
and these kind of things that are kind of connected to your mortality. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're absolutely right there, Lee, because I, I have met a number of people who have uh, built successful careers. They've you know, been involved in the business world and stuff like that, but they eventually get to a point where they sort of sit back and as they're reflecting, when they get a little bit older, it's like, is, is this all there is? I mean, you know, what, what's next? And so if I can get people to start thinking about that when they're younger, when they first get out of college or when they first get, get into the workforce and begin to get them stimulated in that direction to say, you know, okay, overall, what is it that you really want your life to stand for? And, and when, you're, you know, when you're 90 or 95 years old and you're looking back over your life, what are the things that are really gonna be important for you to have accomplished? I think if we can if we can begin shaping the younger generation and not having them wait until they get to be my age to say, you know, holy mackerel, this stuff is really important. Let's let's do that 40 years before and we can really create a great atmosphere and and help people live uh, happier, more fulfilled lives. Now, do you find that young people are more attuned to that message nowadays than they were maybe in our kind of when we were younger? I, I think so from the standpoint that I think that a lot of younger people, I mean, I remember when I first got out of college and started working, I started working as an engineer. And for the initial probably 10 years after I got out of college, it was all about being at work and building my career and establishing my credibility and climbing that ladder to get to a point where when I got married and had a family, I had some, some solid ground or solid foundation to build on. I think what I'm seeing with a lot of the younger people today is that they, they come into life or come into the workforce with the expectation and the desire that they're going to build much more balance into their lives. So for them, it's not just about working. They're looking at the bigger picture and saying, okay, yeah, I realize I have to work and it's not that I'm not passionate about my work, but I really want to be able to enjoy the rest of life you know, I want to be able to enjoy my family. I don't want to spend all day at work. And so that sort of lays the foundation of, of them being more open to talk about what's your overall purpose and why are you really here? Now, um, let's talk a little bit about your coaching and consulting. Is that something that even as a younger person, you were kind of open to uh, getting help from other people? Yeah, I I. I was very, very fortunate. Um, when I first got out of college, I worked for a company out in central Illinois called Caterpillar Tractor Company. And one of the fellows who was in the engineering department, who was, uh, he was sort of one level up from where I was. I was a regular engineer. He was a staff engineer. And he came to me one day and said, have lunch with me. And we, we sat and had lunch in the cafeteria. And he said, you know, he said, you're bright. You've got the book learning and everything. But he said, I came up through the ranks the other way. So he started out as a toolmaker's apprentice and became a master toolmaker and eventually a toolroom supervisor and moved into engineering. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm 63 years old. I'm going to retire in a couple of years. He said, if you're willing to work with me and sort of follow me around and let's work on some projects together, I'll teach you the practical side of engineering. And I think that was what sort of sparked in me of looking around for those people who had accomplished things in life that I hadn't accomplished. And it led me to uh, not only working with him and essentially in the next two years getting another four-year degree, um, but it also put me in a situation where I realized that none of us are in this by ourselves. And I even make today, I make comments to people that, you know, even as a coach, 
I need coaches. I have three of them that I work with because I need somebody who will still help me to uncover the blind spots and still challenge me and still be an accountability partner to make sure that I'm staying on track with doing the things that I said I was going to do. So now when you started out going from a person who was um, being mentored to a person that is doing the mentoring or coaching, how did that, how did you kind of deal with that? Maybe some level of imposter syndrome, or am I really qualified enough to do this for somebody else? How did you kind of make bridge that gap? I, I think for me, it was just a matter of, of really being honest with myself, Lee, and, and looking at things from the standpoint of here's what I know, here's what I know that I know that I know, and here's stuff that I don't know. And so it was looking at the, I always wanted to be in a situation of helping other people and, you know, and helping people to, to learn things so that they didn't make the same mistakes that I made as I was growing my career and even after I got into the business world. And so it was looking at things and understanding what I knew, looking at the gaps that I needed to fill and consciously working to fill those things. And I think it just became, uh, for me, just sort of, a, uh, again, an evolutionary process that as I worked with people, I could say, listen, this is an area that I can help you with. Uh, because this is an area that I that I've accumulated the knowledge. I've become an expert. I'm really really good at this. And here's some things that I really don't do or I don't do well yet. And so at, even as a coach, I have I have built uh, a network, uh, if you will, of people that I work with who are also coaches and consultants. So that I can sit with somebody and the individual may say, you know what? Can can you help me with this problem? And I'll say, you know what? I I can. But it's really not my sweet spot. And I don't want you to be wasting a lot of time and money on an area where I can't really help you. So let me refer you to somebody over here because that's his or her expertise. And so it's knowing what you don't know and knowing what you do know and then sort of focusing in and saying, okay, there's a million different things that I can do out here as a coach, but this is what I really want to focus on. This is what I want to be the absolute best at. And that's why I'm focused on purpose and execution now, because it's helped me tremendously and I'm really good at it. So now when it comes to purpose um, and being a more purpose-driven organization or individual, is that someone, like, doesn't it require someone to have a lot of self-awareness to say, hey, my problem is I need help kind of maybe defining my purpose or are they coming to you with some symptom of this and then you're kind of opening their eyes to maybe the purpose part is is really the driver behind it? Most of the time, it's the latter. People are coming to me with, you know, with a specific problem that they're dealing with. And it's in that conversation that we have that we begin to probe a little bit deeper and I'm able to lead them to the understanding of purpose. I mean, every once in a while, I'll get somebody who really has a good vision for their lives and they come to me and say, hey, this is the purpose that I'm really working on and I'm stumbling in the process of, of getting there. So we may need to tweak things a little bit, but I would say probably 80, 85% of the time, Lee, people are coming to me and they're not even thinking about purpose. They come to me and they want to solve one specific problem. And sometimes they get taken back a little bit when I say, well, great. I mean, we can work on that problem. But the first thing that we have to do is get ourselves up to 30,000 feet and let's take a, an overview. Let's take a really big picture look at what's going on overall. And maybe that will influence how we address this one particular issue. 
So what are the symptoms of folks that where the solution is maybe they have a more kind of a, they lack a clear purpose, but maybe some of these symptoms are are kind of a, are showing themselves to them and they're, they're willing to act on those symptoms um, before you can I, I, open I, their eyes? I, I think a lot of it is that, uh, is that we, tend to, we tend to be very compartmentalized, especially when I'm dealing with, with men. Um, you know, we tend to compartmentalize things. And so it's, it's almost like, um, you know, in the financial arena, someone will come to me and say, well, you know, I, I need to be able to reduce my debt. Well, okay. But the first thing we have to do is back off and say, okay, let's look at how you're spending your money. Where are you spending your money? How much income do you have? How many expenses do you have? And, and let's look at the whole picture because I can't help you pay off your debt until I know where we can cut expenses and things like that. And it's the same sort of thing in the purpose world. You know, a lot of times people will come and they're struggling with something uh, and, they're, and they're not quite sure why they're struggling with it. They're not quite sure what to do about it. And just asking some basic questions like, well, why, why is it important for you to achieve that? Where does that fit into your overall strategy of life and to have them come back and say, well, what do you mean? You know, an overall strategy of life, you know, I got to make money to be able to feed my family. And I often tell the story um, back in the 1970s, I, I had the, the fortune of meeting a gentleman who was very, very successful in business. And uh, to give you an idea, he was making about $125,000 a week. And this was in 1975, 1976. So 125 grand a week is a lot of money today, but it was a really a lot of money back then. And we were sitting one day having a cup of coffee and he looked at me and he said, Gary said, you know, I, I can see the pathway that you're on and I know you're going to be successful. I know you're going to be financially successful. And he said, by that, I don't mean that you're going to have enough money to be able to get out and buy the whole world but you'll get to a point in your life where you don't have to worry about money anymore. The bills will always be paid. You'll be able to retire. You'll be able to do most of the things in life that you want to do. But he said, let me ask you a question. He said, when you reach that point, what is it that gets you out of bed every morning? Because he said, 90% of the people in this world are driven by the fact that they need to make money and money is not a purpose. Money is a tool. You have to have a purpose in life that's bigger than money find that purpose and it will drive you for the rest of your life. And that's what I try to work with people on is to get them focused to say, you need to look at the bigger picture. You know, you can't just be looking at what's going on today. Look at the bigger picture and start asking yourselves those foundational questions, because I believe with all my heart that God didn't put people on this planet to occupy space and suck up oxygen. We're here for a reason. Find that reason. So part of your work is helping people, um, kind of define when enough is enough? Well, part of it is, is finding out when enough is enough. I mean, I don't know that enough is ever enough uh, because I, I live in a world that I will call uh, progressive discontent. I'm happy, but I'm not, I'm not finished yet. Uh, but, but I think what happens is, is that you, as you become more financially successful, as an example, you reach a point where money is no longer your focus. I mean, you know, I work as a coach. I work, you know, probably 40, 50 hours a week doing what I do. I don't have to do that. I could stop working today. I don't have anything to worry about. I could retire 
and just kick back and relax and enjoy life. But the thing that drives me is I want to take as many people on this journey as I can. I want them to come along with me and I want them to learn to do this stuff on their own and then to be able to share it with other people because that ultimately is what contributes to a productive society. Now, on this journey, is this purpose-driven journey something that is tied to religion? Is this a religious journey? Is it a spiritual journey? Or does it, um, is, that, is that needed in order to kind of live this purpose-driven life? For me, it is, yes. Um, you know, I'm a Christian. I, I'm very, you know, very straightforward about that. And so my purpose is tied to, and everybody's purpose ultimately is tied to what is it that you believe? What are your core values and things like that? You know, so for me, having a, having a core value that, that embraces my religion, that embraces my Christianity, informs my purpose and helps me make decisions about how I go about achieving that purpose. But do you have to be spiritual? Do you have to be a Christian as an example to, you know, to be able to embrace a purpose? No, you just have to figure out what is it that you, you know, what is it that really is important to you in life? And a lot of times I do find that as people dig deeper into this, the spiritual element comes into play eventually, but do they have to have a spiritual element to pursue a purpose? No, absolutely not. Now, when you're working with people to find their true north, um, what is the kind of the initial conversations you're having that help them uh, kind of get there. And number two, is there an example you can share of a person that maybe was off their path that you helped kind of align and then they were able to kind of be more at peace? Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, when I when I start working with people, I mean, one of the things I, I think you have to start off by saying as a coach, uh, I think that coaches are misunderstood as far as what people think we are and, and, and what we do, because a lot of times I think people look at coaches as, I will come to you with a problem and you will give me an answer. And that's not how good coaches work. My job is not to answer your questions. My job is to ask the questions and to be that guide on a journey of self-discovery. Um, and so for me, it's all about asking questions and getting people to think on deeper and deeper levels about what's going on and asking them questions about, well, what is it that made you choose the, the career path that you're on? If you've started a business, uh, why, what is it that's driving you? Why, why did you start the business? And, and how, do you go about, how do you go about dealing with that? And then, you know, just asking those deeper and deeper questions and getting eventually down to saying, okay, bottom line, why, why is this important to you? What is it that gets you out of bed every morning? And uh, I actually, back in 2006, I had the opportunity to teach at a university in Kazakhstan. And I was teaching, um, I was teaching an undergraduate class in strategic planning and the kids came into class with the idea that what they were going to be doing was preparing this strategic plan for a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation. And the first assignment that I gave them was to go home and create a purpose statement. And one young woman sitting in the front of the class said, well, why should we do that? What's that got to do with the business world? And I said, hey, if you can't create a purpose statement for a corporation of one, that being you, 
you have no credibility to do it for a multinational corporation that's going to affect the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. And that's sort of my attitude, you know, is leading people through that level of understanding and, and getting them to see uh, exactly what's going on. Uh, about three or four years ago, I worked with a, a young woman. She had come out of corporate America and had started a business, and it was a, it was a home health care business where she was actually providing services uh, to, uh, to the elderly in their homes. And uh, unfortunately, she had only uh, saved up enough money to carry herself and pay for her expenses for about a year. And she was about eight months into that year, and the business was not going anywhere. And so a friend of hers said, you need to talk to Gary. So we got together. And as we were meeting, uh, you know, she was telling me that, you know, she didn't like working in corporate America, that she'd always wanted to be on her own. And yet she was really struggling with doing the daily activities that she needed to do to help her business grow. And so I finally looked at her and I said, Diane, why? Why would you, I mean, you're, you know, you're in corporate America, you're in human resources in corporate America. How do you bridge the gap between corporate America, human resources, and, you know, elder care in people's homes? You know, I'm, I'm having trouble building that bridge. What's going on? What's really driving you to do that? And she sat and she thought about it for a minute. And she said, you know, the thing that's really driving me is that she said, both of my parents, when they were elderly, were really, you know, they needed help at home and stuff like that. And the service that they got from the various places that my siblings and I tried to hire to take care of them was awful. You know, they just, you know, we couldn't find a good place where people would really come in and care for them, you know, at least close to the way we would. And so she said, that's what's really driving me because I want to provide that quality of service. I want to be able to go into somebody's homes or have one of my employees go into somebody's home and for them to feel just like they're being cared for by one of their kids who loves them with all their hearts. And I said, okay, now we got something to work with. Now we got a foundation that we can build on because you know why you want to do it. And it's really, really important that you understand the why, because until you understand the why, the what and the how don't matter. And then that changed kind of the direction or that enabled that, her? That, that changed everything for her. Uh, and we made a few tweaks with her business. I mean, one of the big tweaks that we made was I said, so where are you getting your clients? And she said, well, I'm going out and I'm talking to elderly people. A pastor of my church is referring me to people. You know, and I said, first thing we need to understand here is you got the wrong target market. You know, don't target the elderly, target their kids because most of the time their kids are the ones who are holding the purse strings. And, and so we began to tweak that, but she attacked it with this passion because she finally understood why she really wanted to do it. And the bottom line is, is she grew a multi-million dollar business that 10 years later she sold, you know, I you know, she's, you know, she sold it. About, I shouldn't say 10 years, probably about five years after she started, she sold it and she went on to create another organization and serving people, but she was successful at what she did with it because she really discovered the passion behind what she was doing. Well, well, Gary, you're doing such important work. Uh, we really appreciate you. If somebody wants to learn more, get a hold of your book, Purpose Driven Achievement, or have a conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the best way to get a hold of you? What's the website? Uh, the website is simply GaryLSmith.com. 
and that'll give you all the contact information for me. It'll give you links to Amazon where you can uh, where you can purchase any of my books. And then that's a great point of entry. And, you know, after you get a hold of the books or read about the books, then they can get a hold of you if they need coaching or consulting. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for sharing your story today. All right. Great being with you, Lee. Take care. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 